What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Here are the notes of our community corkboard filled with this week's events. Hey guys, producer Christine here and welcome to our community corkboard announcements this week sponsored by The Collab Inc. Come on down to The Collab Inc. located at 6709 Greenleaf Avenue for co-working, community, and collaboration. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore collab underscore inc. Go on to our website for more information, thecollabinc.com, and find us on Facebook, The Collab Inc. We have co-working spaces here. We have a wonderful podcast room. We have dedicated workspace. And we have actual offices and locker rooms. And I think we still have our collab bike somewhere here for free transportation around town. Again, they are the sponsors for this week's community corkboard announcements. For more information, go to thecollabinc.com or send an email to hello at thecollabinc.com. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmer's Market presented by the Whittier Uptown Association on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Join the Whittier Community Foundation as they present Boots, Beer, and Barbecue, a fundraiser for the Firefighter Tribute Statue on Saturday, September 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Quad Parking Structure, 13502 Whittier Boulevard. Join the Whittier Public Library Foundation as they present Booktoberfest, a fun evening of books, beer and fun conversation it's their fourth annual booktoberfest and this will take place on thursday october 11th at 7 p.m at the whittier public library 7344 washington avenue fifty dollars for a non-member and 45 dollars for a member of the public library foundation for more information go to whittierplf.org all right guys now we are in the thick of the holiday season so october 27th at 6 a.m get ready for the whittier spooktacular 5k presented by the whittier community foundation at the whittier community center for more information go to whittier5k.com it's that time of year again the uptown whittier holiday sonata is right around the corner friday november 30th and saturday december 1st at 6 p.m Thank you very much to the Whittier Uptown Association for always having a wonderful event. And don't forget the Uptown Whittier Christmas Parade as well. That is Saturday, December 8th at 10 a.m. So guys, all of this stuff is going to be a lot of fun. You can go to Facebook to the Whittier Uptown Association for more information. There's going to be Cinderella carriages. There's going to be face painting, Santa's Village. It's going to be such a great, fun Christmas event to close out the year. So, of course, none of this information could get out if I didn't give you guys the resources that I use to find local information. So, sign up for the Sustainable City newsletter. I have a couple of links in the information down there below. Special shout out to Megan Hobbs and Sustainable City for what they are doing in our community. Have something you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard? Shoot us a message to communitycorkboard at whatsupwhittier.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram. Send us a message on Facebook. Uh, you know, any sort of way you can get information to us, that'd be great. And if you have friends that listen to podcasts but haven't listened to What's Up Whittier, what are you doing? Tell them about the show. It's a great way to learn about different business owners and, you know, not just business owners, right? We have local politicians. We have local characters, local gems of the community here on our podcast. And it's a great way for you to join and, you know, 
feel like you're in the same room with us and you're getting to know these people as well. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. We are at What's Up Whittier on basically everything. Go to whatsupwhittier.com for more information. Follow Remo the Realtor at Remo the Realtor. Follow Jess with the Architect at J2 Architects. And follow producer Christine, me, if you want, at The Singing Moon. Also, just in case you didn't know, we have hats and stickers online in our online store. If I had a dollar for every time someone was like, Christine, can I get a hat? I would have enough dollars to buy a hat. So if you guys go to whatsupwhittier.com slash shop, you can check out. We have two different colors. We have maroon and black. Maybe we'll make more colors. I don't know. You let me know what you would like. And we have a bunch of different stickers in different colors. Alrighty, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take it away, Jesse Remo. What are your Whittier? I'm, I'm feeling sluggish because I think it's a heat. I'm like, I'm like maybe a couple seconds behind. Dun, da, da, da. Really? Well, like, we're in a room right now. I know. It's like 60 degrees. I know. We're like freezing meat in here. (laughs) This is how the therapy works, huh? (laughs) Just kidding. Of course, you're giving away the the location. Where are we at, Remo? I'll let you tell it, Jesse. We're actually. I don't. I don't know what the uh, address is of this place, but I obviously will let our guest fourteen four hundred eight. Yes, Whittier. Whittier Boulevard. I was looking for the address a couple of times. We're back again mm-hmm. with Carla. Part now, two. What, uh-huh. Did you change your last name, by the way? Uh, I haven't. Actually, I applied for a service that does that for you. So technically, you're still... Yes, me. I'm still Rodriguez <laughs> for now. Yes. <laughs> and and we have another guest, actually. Now uh, we have two, so... My name's Arely Polvaneda, and I just recently started working with Carla here at Camino Family Counseling. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Jesse didn't say the name because he was going to probably butcher it. <laughs> okay, everybody does. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, bef- last time we, we had our, our interview, right. uh, we were at your place, mm-hmm. um, and you were on your own still. Oh, yes, you guys came to my house. To the and, house, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, so can I give everybody a little kind of recap of what yeah, happened? Yeah, give us an update of, of all the life changes experience. So, well, tell us, what are your life changes experiences? <laughs> so last time I had the pleasure of hosting What's Up Whittier at my own house, and uh, that's where I got to meet everybody. Um, since then, I had my private practice at the time. Since then, we've kind of grown or kind of outgrown ourselves. So uh, I started a group practice this year. Um, because I was full all the time and I was tired of referring clients that I wanted to help in-house but um, didn't have the time or the resources anymore to do so. So I brought in uh, my wonderful (laughs) co-host to my daily podcast life. Um, (laughs) So uh, Adeli is um, her special – she specializes in working with – in maternity, maternity, mental health, and with couples as well, which is something that I am kind of funneling over to her um, because I did get a lot of requests for a lot of new moms, right, or a lot of moms that were having difficulty with certain ages that are difficult, like the terrible twos and all that. So um, we have known each other for quite some time, and it just seemed like a great choice to bring her on board. So maternal, can you say the type of therapy again? Because it's maternal mental health. 
And what is that exactly? It's pretty much from the minute you decide you want to be a parent until any time after that. During the pregnancy, after you have a baby, you know, what kind of issues those brings up in that brings up in families, in families, you know, parents who have a newborn baby, you know, the mom and the dad get to this place where it's like, well, it was just the two of us for a while. Now it's more than two. And what yeah. do we do with this? You know, someone always feels like there's not enough attention. And then, you know, a lot of the feelings that a new mom has about being a mom, yeah. you know, it, a lot of the feelings are very normal. So when we talk about maternal mental health, it's, it's really just talking about what it is to be a mom. And what it is to be a mom in a relationship and what it's like to have a two-year-old running around and you can't even go to the bathroom by yourself, you know? Is it okay to yell at my kid? And it's like, yeah, it is. And give him my quilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe to an extent the night quilt, but yeah. And is it just moms or is it just dads? Well, it's dads too because, you know, some a lot of research shows that parents are having kids a lot older. So, you know older meaning like in their 30s their late 30s and you know men have gone through this whole life where it's just been about them or you know their significant other and now it's like it's not about me anymore so what they used to do before it gets hard for them to take that into consideration but she's just looking at you jesse (laughs) (laughs) because i was staring at you we're we're, i think it's a patient what is a patient uh client no confidentiality yeah Mm -hmm. confidentiality Uh uh-huh um, anyways. But she stared at you. And and she's, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have therapy you with dogs? <laughs> well, actually, I didn't come prepared, but I think everything you said, I'm going to definitely take advantage of trying to, you know, speak about it because – I think uh, from my, obviously, personal experience. This, this is a therapy session right now. <laughs> well, oh, okay. You should start Let's the clock. That's, <laughs> that's the reason why I say patient. Was it patient? Client. Client, yeah. patient. Doctor, client. Exactly. Just yeah. that. Anyways, <laughs> that's the reason why I said You can that. just right. say confidentiality. <laughs> confidentiality. <laughs> uh-huh. Just between us, nobody out there. Uh, no, but, but I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, from personal experience and just again seeing uh uh you know my colleagues uh people who i hang out with um yeah kind of all having kids almost at the same time uh you see these like like um i want to say kind of almost like an anxiety of like man we're we're parents like what do we do you know is it okay to you know spank them is it not okay is it okay to yell them is it not okay to yell them it's like is it okay to feel like i don't want my kids you know it's like is that a proper or a good feeling and and uh you know Again, I was raised a little different, so so uh, I kind of take on uh, or mimic how my parents, you know, raised me and kind of pass it on to my kids. Mm-hmm. But then there's other, you know, who are raised. There's others who are raised a little different, and um, they might have just mom or they might just have dad, and so they kind of same thing. They kind of emulate that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I guess. If we can start with the question, is it okay to, to not want to have your kids for that one day? <laughs> yes. Is it an okay feeling? Yes. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason for me why I still am working in my professional setting because I like the idea of being able to be an adult all day yeah. and not have to talk in four-year-old or, you know, 18-month-old. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of having conversations like doing things like this. And it's very normal to feel like that because you do miss that. Because, like I said before, there was a time when it was just about you. Yeah. And now you're bringing in this little person, so you forget about that. Yeah. And I think when we talk about maternal mental health with women, like, 
you feel guilty about wanting that alone time. Even with yeah. men, you feel guilty about wanting that alone time because you don't know if you're being a bad parent. Yep. And that's that's such a big label in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I being a bad parent? And it's like yeah. there are no bad parents, really. It's just a lot of people who don't know what the right thing to do is or what the wrong thing to do is. And sometimes there is no right or wrong. Yeah. I think parenting is all about the balance. And if you're okay mentally and emotionally, then your kids will be okay mentally and emotionally. You know, it's kind of like right. a balance amongst yourself. And that's very true. I mean, just with, again, social media, like, I think just parenting has changed and kind of like those ideas. I mean, back then, uh-huh. you know, you were okay with, you know, uh, let your kid walk to school, you know? Who cares? Right. They'll, they'll uh-huh. make it. They'll be, they'll be safe. Look how now. you, look how you turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you're, like, walking right to the door and making sure they get to their seat and make sure it's like, right. it's like, well, to what extent are we going to? Coddling like just them, yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. like, now am I preparing a kid that's, you know, going to become... All of a sudden, not uh, or dependent on me too much, or mm-hmm. or not, or it's all these things. You're like, you know, what's the right way of parent? Y- your boy uh, is seven. He's seven. Yeah. Does he walk to school by himself? Well, here, so so I have a seven and a five year old, and uh, just this year they both now are going to the same school, mm-hmm. and so um, so my boy, I'm able to just drop off at the gate and say, you know, you know where you're going, right? And he kind of, yeah, I don't know. My daughter, I kind of have to take her to class because she's still new. Mm-hmm. But uh, but same thing, picking him up, you know, I'll meet you here so you'll get here. And and uh, whereas before, it was different. It was like, okay, I'm going to come pick you up. You know, just wait for me. Right. Don't leave without me. Yeah. Blah, blah. So, again, it's – and I know they say that, it's like, boy and girls are a little different uh, in terms of how you watch over them or take care of them. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't see it any different except that um, – with my boy, because he's my first, I think he's, I've been more, I don't want to say protective, but I guess more. He's, he's your, your first. He's yeah. your first. <laughs> he's your first. Yeah, he's so. your first. You're just more cautious. Like, yeah. am I doing it right this time, yeah. you know? But then your second comes around, you're like, well, I didn't mess the first one up. Exactly. So I'm, I'm doing good, you know? I'm, I'm okay. They're alive. Yeah. 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 So, but it, it's, it's good, you know? It's uh I think that's something that we want to represent in Camino Family Counseling, that it's very cultural, you know? Right. We, the culture of your family, because there's big cultures and there, there's cultures within your family. Yeah. And in some families, the parents are okay with letting their kids walk to school and be fine with it. And in other families, it's not okay. Yeah. And that's okay, too. So we just want to focus on the culture within the family, what works for that family mm-hmm. at that time. And making sure they know that it's okay because that works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that um, I often talk to parents about is, again, you know, most of parents, you know, they're coming in in their 20s, 30s, 40s, right? The field of parenting alone is probably around that age, right? I think it all started with, like, the Dr. Spock books and all that stuff. But even then, like, you know, I let people know the rationale behind some of these parenting techniques, but it's not like the authority of like end all be all, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of pick and choose of what do you like, what did you like about your own upbringing? How can you incorporate that? And what is not working or what is causing dysfunction in your parenting or causing your child to, you know, not act appropriately or whatever that is, and kind of coming up with that purpose perfect combination of you know i like celebrating this about my culture or the way that i was brought up 
But I also know that, you know, research indicates, right, <laughs> that, you know, doing this with my child will lead to better attachment, right? So it's all, like Adeli said, it's kind of like a, a buffet of, like, what you like and what works for you as a parent. And, you know, you can't always be the perfect parent, right? That's a myth, essentially. What? And building on that strength of like, I'm really good at this. Let me right. work on this. And maybe I'm not so good at this, but I could try this and maybe it'll I'll get better. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no handbook. Yeah. There's there no is. And, and, Don't and you it, wish there was. Right? And that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I keep telling my wife because it's like, again, I, I, I go back and reflect to how I was raised and, and I learned things from my dad that I didn't learn from my mom and the opposite, right? Mm. And so uh, that's why I said I said well, you know you have you have certain talents and and you're good at certain things and I'm good at certain things and we'll kind of both kind of instill it into them and it's up to them and how they react to it you know because right. mm-hmm. uh, again you know as much as you want to have like the, again the perfect kid too it's like it's not gonna happen it's it's just you try your best or hope your best right. and uh, kind of I guess destiny will, will right. guide them so. And every person has a personality, and that personality came from somewhere. You that's know? right. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, we got we got into some heavy talking. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about how did I grow up? Self reflection right now. I was like, you know, my parents were real uh-huh. disciplined. So if you did something wrong, you were you were spanked. You were there hit. Consequences, there yeah. was it wasn't a you know you go in time out. It was the hangers coming or the <laughs> vacuum cleaner cord. But, you know, we all turned out, you know, pretty, you know, okay, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking, would I do that to my child? Mm-hmm. And now if I do that to my child in today's day and age, <laughs> uh, right. child services is going to yeah. knock and everyone else. And it's yeah. going to be on social media. And, you know, <laughs> what are your realtor beats kids? Like, it's like I can just see it now. And so do I put them in a cage? You know, like, <laughs> Well, that, that might get Child really? services called on you too. Actually, oh, uh, <laughs> there'll be food in the cage. You you went a little too far, my really? friend. Okay, well, I'm just you're good again, with the hanger. In I, the... You went a little existential. Yeah. I'm I'm playing it in my head. It's, this is not real life yet. We don't have kids yet, but, but it's just looking ahead. What what are? But see, the fact that you're already thinking about it that's like that's maternal mental health. The fact that you're already thinking, about how do I want to discipline my kids? Like, mm-hmm. what direction? Do, what kind of parent do I want to be? What mm-hmm. kind of parent don't I want to be? What kind of parent am I still trying to figure out? Yeah. That's maternal mental health for men. So to answer your question. You're doing it right yeah. now. And what has helped me is, uh-huh. or, obviously I'm not there yet, but I have seven nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And so I have two older brothers that have t- two complete different style of parenting. Um, and then I've gotten practice, you know, everything except changing <laughs> diapers uh-huh. uh, okay. with seven nieces and you nephews. You got away with the good stuff. Yeah, there. so the easy <laughs> stuff. So th- that's very true. Like as I reflect on it now, it's like, okay, this is the stuff I really like that I think really works. And this is the stuff that I don't like mm-hmm. and I would never do with right. my own child. So um, the conversation is definitely there, and it's in my head right now, too. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, like you said, it's a cultural piece, right? And Mm -hmm. often we have to educate because we often work with immigrant populations of, like, what's permissible in this country in terms of what it constitutes as child abuse, right? And they ask. I mean, we come from, Areli and I, from a Latino background, right? So we get the the, the cinto and the chancla, which Mm -hmm. is the belt and, like, you know, the sandal, sandal, right? But, you know, we often educate about, you know, about what the laws are in terms of, you know, how you can discipline your child. And, again, you know, the reason that you don't hit your child or it's probably not recommended is that because do you want 
someone to fear you and to you know um, resent you, that's going to lead to more behavioral issues down the line. You're not going to listen to someone that hurts you, essentially, right? Perhaps out of fear, but do you really want your child to to fear you or to respect your authority, right? And that kind of creates that shift in, in the thinking of parents, right? And it's wow. okay to think, like, I really want to smack my kid right now. Like, that's okay <laughs> yes. to think, too. And it's, it but, can cross your mind. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it can. And it's, it's okay to not act on it. Obviously, in this country, it's not okay to act <laughs> on it. But, you know, even just having those thoughts, like, those are thoughts that moms and dads feel guilty about. Like, I can't believe I really want to do this. And that's maternal mental mm-hmm. health, you know. Is it okay for me to even have these thoughts? And, yeah, it is because you're not the only one who has them, you know. It's very normal. Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring that in. Yeah. What's the statute of limitation here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting you say that, though, because I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't th- – I mean, I think I sm- I've spanked my kids – well, I haven't spanked my daughter, but I spanked my boy. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. I mean, right. it's tough. Like, it's it's so poor where, like, it hurts, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it hurts yeah. you more. It does. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, anyways, it's one of those things where, like, you think, well, well now that you're saying that, it's like, right. you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, uh-huh. why would I do that to to somebody uh, uh, in order for them to understand that whatever they were doing at that moment is not right or uh-huh. is not correct, uh-huh. you know? Um but how would how would what would be the the alternative to something like that where you want to i guess create some positive mm-hmm. uh, reinforcement yeah reinforcement i mean so if it's not the cinto, what is it <laughs> so if like you, your kid was acting up and you felt like yeah. spanking him was like the only yeah. way um i would pro- i mean and, and sorry uh-huh. and when i say act it's it's not like uh it's not like oh don't get don't eat a, a dessert uh-huh. And then he eats it. It's not that that minor. It's, it's something like to a point where, like, you know, you, you you knew that uh-huh. you're not not. I mean, you should never ever do that again. Uh-huh. Like, like, yeah. Uh-huh. So my question, I guess I'm I'm gonna throw it back at you. What? Why? Why would they not understand like the con or what you're telling them? Why it was wrong? Why isn't that sufficient enough? Well, I'll give you a personal life example. Uh, uh-huh. When I was, I, and I remember it to this day, we were okay. 13, 14 years old. So, now so, we're getting into therapy. Yeah, <laughs> into therapy. And, and by the way, Remo. Remo on the couch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am on the couch. Uh, please, please stay down I, and right? get your feedback. And no, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything bad, but it, but it really it's, it stands out to me, right? So I was like 13, 14, maybe probably around that age. And we were, we used to play basketball in our driveway. And one time my older brother went somewhere, left, and he had left one of the family cars in the driveway. So we said, you know what? We need to get the car out of the driveway. So mm-hmm. us being 13 years old, we knew we could oh. put the, the car in park and, mm-hmm. and neutral. Uh-huh. And we had a residential street. So we started, put the car in neutral. So we wanted to play basketball. And the car started rolling down the driveway. And it almost hit the neighbor's the car that was oh, parked. Uh-huh. And then, and all we wanted to do was play basketball. The problem is when it was in, parked down there, when we put it in neutral, we stopped it before it hit the car. It's just we couldn't move the car. 
And so we blocked the residential street. So my brother eventually so you gets had to home. Call your brother. Thirty minutes later, and oh. as soon as my brother, we just both ran in the room and hit. Oh, and man. so my our intention was 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 just to play basketball and to do something. But you know, we were not supposed to do that. Uh-huh. But to us. You know, it, it was we just wanted to play basketball. You right. had a rationale for it. Yeah, like it, it made sense in yeah. your head, but you didn't think about, oh, I, what if this happens? What am I gonna do? And I don't know anything yeah. about a car at the age of thirteen. I just yeah. know you get in it and you mm-hmm. go somewhere, and right. you know, and you yeah. go to a gas station to fill it up with something. <laughs> yeah. So, so how would you? How what's well, my therapy there? I think <laughs> it's a developmental <laughs> thing. Like I think that's part of you know working with adolescents and maternal mental health is you need to understand where your child is mentally at mm-hmm. your age mm-hmm. that made sense to you mm-hmm. right yeah. at my age i'd be like oh heck no yeah. i can't right. do that yeah. you know so you also have to keep in mind where are they at developmentally and are they where they should be developmentally because a 16 year old could do that but maybe they're developmentally at the age of 13 what's going on there you know what happened where's that gap so i think it's you have to first understand the rationale. So I wouldn't go into like, you knew you weren't supposed to do it. It's like, well, maybe they didn't know. You know, maybe in their mind it really made sense. So I always tell parents, let them talk more than you talk. Because mm. you're going to understand your kid more if you hear them more yeah. than if you talk at them. Yeah. And there's a difference between talking to your kids and with your kids and talking at your kids. Like, don't do that. You could say that. After they're done telling you why they did it in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. well, my, my and parents setting approach. the boundary for the future. Like, if this yeah. happens again, these are your options. If you choose not to use these options, then this is going to be the consequence, and that's on you. You know, but you have to understand where they are. I think developmentally, for you to be able to say like, you really messed up this time because <laughs> it's like. You don't right. know. Yeah. Well, my parents didn't have that rationale. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was get the bell and <laughs> your butt's going to be <laughs> ready for a day or two. Yes. That was the rationale that they yeah. had. So, um, you know, what, and whether it's right or wrong. And that's a cultural yeah, thing because I, I, the education wasn't there. And I knew we did something wrong. And mm-hmm. it's not like my parents would have gotten the belt if we were just playing basketball. It, you know, something right. happened. And so we learned. That's why you ran in the house. Oh, we ran. We locked the door. <laughs> And, you know, I remember it was my brother and I. I'm like, I, I hope they hit you first. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I could Because yeah. anyways, I just thought it was. But it, but it's the rationale in our mind, like you said, was that it was totally fine. And you fine. had good intentions. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you're 13, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's what you do. You just do stuff that makes sense in the yeah. moment. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God. So how do you coach a parent through situations like that? Is it is it stepping back and saying, you know, think of, you know, put your put yourself in the child's and your you know, son or daughter's Well, that feet, always right? helps, mm-hmm. like, really, to kind of understand your child, like, you're 13, this was going on. I'm just going to use your example mm-hmm. as an example, but at 13, would this have made sense to you? Mm-hmm. And you're going to get those parents that are like, no, it doesn't. And a lot of times because because it's from a different culture. It's from a different country. Right. You know, a lot of the families that we work with, they are coming from a different culture, a different country. Yeah. We are Americanized here. You know, We're very much into our Latino culture, but we're also very Americanized. And we grew up with the rules and the laws here. Those parents didn't. You yeah. know, So yeah. their rationale is very different. So that's where you kind of have to say, well, at the age of 13, it's very common for a child to think like this cognitively. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you have to educate them. I think when you educate someone about something, they're more likely to have or carry compassion about it. Mm-hmm. You know? And and with the generational gap that's being, I guess, forced on by technology, because mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, like a, 
social media and all this stuff. My parents, you know, they know what a fax war was or yeah. is. Um, and, um, uh-huh. and what, so now, what is that? Or the dial up phone? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, all I that stuff. Yeah. Oh, your clear pager in eighth grade? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember that. Tell us about that. Someone. You want to have a conversation yeah. about that? Go sit on the couch. <laughs> Ooh, you guys don't remember numerics? Oh, my yes. gosh. Like, you Zero, text one, your one, three, four. Like, 911 yeah. and, like, I don't know, all this other stuff. Yeah. A, yeah. a what? A pager? Yes. Well, Google that. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Were old. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, we got called old. I know. That's cool. Kale <laughs> no, with it. Yeah. But sorry. Okay, so did we finish the the remo on the couch segment? I no, mean, he, I, he's I got a lot I'm of issues. I feel, <laughs> remo on I feel the couch. good about it. I, I would have done it again because it was a good learning lesson. For, for right. you know, and I think it's how we perceived it. It wasn't like our my parents or my older brother was coming after us because we're just evil kids. Right. It was we did something wrong. We knew we did something wrong, and there was a consequence, and it, it helped because mm-hmm. I think in today's world you need consequences or people Definitely. don't know where the line is, and without knowing right. that line, that's where you get some of the crazy stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so I think my session's good. I, me clock out right Yay. now. No, that's, that's what you think, man. Wait till we get into deeper. But I, but I like what you said about about talking to your kids. Like it's because they don't know any better, right? Oh, oh they don't know. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. I mean, I'm expecting my kid knows uh, things that I know as an adult. That took me time to understand. You know, um, which is why I get the question of why. You know, mm-hmm. well, what does that mean? Or right. why is that? Uh-huh. It's like, kid, I already told you like two, three times. You know, it's like. But yeah. why is it continued? Like, so now you still have to it, be like two steps ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I think it's patience, right? It's it's yeah. it's having that patience and also understanding that um, everything for them is new. I mean, it, it's uh, again, it, it took me so long to understand a concept, to understand mm-hmm. something that they don't know. So obviously they're a beginner or a newbie, and so you got to kind of explain it to them, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, which which explains a lot because again there's there's times when I'm like do you don't know how to do that like like come on you know <laughs> get <laughs> to right. it you know it's like but then like oh he's a kid yeah. you know it's like I like what? to say when parents become parents like you're seeing the world again through your child's eyes because yeah. like stuff that like for example that my daughter sees and she gets excited about it, I'm mm-hmm. like dude why are you so excited and it's like. Because it's the first time she's seen it. Right, like, her, yeah. her brain is, like, on overload because she, like, can't believe she just saw, like... Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of The Collab, Inc. We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, we're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. We also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore Inc. for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. I like to say when parents become parents, like, you're seeing the world again through your child's eyes. Because, like, stuff that, like... 
for example, that my daughter sees and she gets excited about, I'm like, mm. dude, why are you so excited? And it's like, because it's the first time she's seen it. Right? Like, her, yeah. her brain is, like, on overload because she, like, can't believe she just saw, like, this big stuffed animal. And I'm just like, it's just a stuffed animal. But it's the world for them. Yeah. You know, so you get mm-hmm. to, like, relive through their eyes. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so essentially, like, a lot of the work that we do with parenting is is bridging that gap between two different worlds of understanding, right? Because it's kind of like imagination. You have so much of it when you're little, and I think a, a lot of adults are capable of holding on to that. But for the most part, you lose that way that you viewed the world when you were little, right? And it's... So a lot of the concepts that we just talked about are abstract con- concepts like what's good, what's moral, what's, you know, what's bad, right? And kids don't understand like abstract con- uh, constructs. They understand like concrete stuff, right? Yeah. Like you don't do that, like, you know, very plain talk. And often my question originally earlier on was like, you know, what, you know, how come you felt like you hadn't communicated like the consequence enough, right? Mm -hmm. So perhaps that was the disconnect is that you weren't speaking their language, right? Or you were speaking in terms that an adult could relate to or understand, but definitely a child like wouldn't get, yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. often what we try to do is like, how do you communicate that this is not appreciated or tolerated in our household to a kiddo that, you know can barely even or doesn't even know what like morals are or being good or bad like Mm -hmm. i mean they have a a general concept of it right but not the way that we do yeah yeah so you're telling me that timeout doesn't work uh (laughs) well if if it's used correctly if it's used correctly it can work yeah Yeah. um my boy is good at it i could say timeout or i could say the cincho and like that guy's on it my daughter uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a time out in front of the computer. What ups, dad? But but then I'm 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 a dad differently with both. You know, like my kid, he since he was a kid, he was like on it. The personalities are my different. My daughter, oh yeah. man, she melts my my heart. That is just kind of like. Hope your son is not listening to this. She gives me that. Head. She gives me that little wink, and then I'm like, oh okay, go. Oh God, she uses a wink. That's funny. Yeah, oh she, yeah, that, that little one's just. Uh, she gives me a stare and like. I'm like done. I'm like, but right, I, see, I think go. it's really interesting that you said I treat them differently, but it doesn't mean you love them differently. Correct. And I think that that's sometimes the miscommunication mm-hmm. in families that like one child feels like the parent loves them more because they see them being treated differently and the other being treated differently. Yeah. But it's not that you love them differently. It's that they have different personalities. They have different needs, needs different uh-huh. wants. So you need to address them accordingly. Because then you miss one, and then you're like, oh, you know, one can be rambunctious, and one's a little bit more mellow. But the mellow one may need more hugs, and the rambunctious one may need more, like, boundaries, you know, and that's okay. Which one were you, Remo? Were you the one that needed more hugs or less hugs? I thought my session was done. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we're back to Remo on the couch. Is there a bathroom you recommend? Where's the tissue? No. Um, I don't remember. Um, I was pretty pretty calm. I didn't necessarily need hugs. Um, At least I don't think I did. (laughs) Which is why you need more hugs now, my friend. Yeah. Sorry. So Um, I explain why you're always trying to, like, come on, man, let's hug it out. Yeah, just uh, you're a good guy, man. So, uh, no. uh, Romance. Yeah. Uh, um, no, it, I was going to ask a question, um, Carla. When you were saying for the seven-year-old, is there 
I guess, best practices, Mm -hmm. if that's even the word for parenting or just generally speaking, where you can say, you know, people experience more success if they do these things as as a parent. Mm -hmm. Is there something like that in in, in the world of of therapy or is it that's just all situational? I think that ultimately you need to come up with your own parenting style, right? If if you have the insight that something's not working with the way that I'm disciplining my child, and that's kind of when we come in, right? It's kind of like you need us when there's a problem. And then when there's a problem, there's multiple solutions, right? Because, again, like Adeli said, there's every case is different, right? You have to match the personality of the parent and the personality of the child and the type of communication that works for both. Um, so it's not like a cookie cutter, like here, I'm going to give you this like prescription that's going to erase your problems. Like that's why we have people come in and tell us like, well, what's the, you know, what's the living situation? Like, are there eight kids living in the house and all of them behave, but this one, you know, can't. Right. So to answer your question, um, like as briefly as possible, no, there's no like one cookie cutter solution because, you know, everything is contextualized. Therapy is contextualized to the person that's sitting in front of us in the couch, right? So, um, yes. And the therapy, when you say, you know, for a parent that comes in, do they come in with their child? And is the therapy together? Or is it just It depends, right? Parent? Yeah, it, it depends. Um, when it comes, I work, you know, there's different ways of working with people. Mm-hmm. I work where I see the parent and the child, and then, you know, if um, sometimes if the, the uh, you know, they might have individual issues on their own that are causing the conflict, right, between them, mm-hmm. which then you would work with them individually. If the problem is between or within the relationship, right, then, then that would call for a more of a family therapy format. Um, but, you know, I think usually... Um, we meet with the parent first of all, right? Because especially if it's their children, if there's adult content that needs to be discussed, uh, we want the parent to be able to talk about everything that's relevant to their case. And then we kind of make the decision based on that, on what the format of therapy, like if it's, if it would be more beneficial to do individual mm-hmm. or family or, you know. And sometimes you prep them. Like maybe the child has a lot of things that they do want to say. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes maybe the parent has a lot of, but I would say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So sometimes there's just, they're, the, the disconnect comes mm-hmm. in. They're just not communicating it. Or they think they're communicating it, yeah. but it's getting lost in translation somewhere. So you prep them, you know, and then you can go from individual and then leading to family. You know, it, that's where we come in as clinicians and we say, this might work for your family. But we also want the families to know that this is their treatment and they do have the power to say, I want an individual session today. You know, mm-hmm. or I want a family session today because they are the holders of their own life, and we want them to still feel that power when they come in to see us. It, it, when you have both the parent and the child there, if the child is talking, does it ever come up where the parent's like, "No, he's wrong," or like where they're correcting each other all the time? Yeah. I mean, yeah. or, do, or do they say, "Wait till you get home"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I would assume there's like. Well, we try to like set boundaries from the beginning. Yes, right? uh-huh. like everything I mean, you say here. Yeah, and then in extreme cases, like, I've had, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, talking stick, right? Whoever holds the stick or the ball, like, has the floor, and nobody can interrupt them at that time. Because you, I mean, essentially, we're, like, referees in there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, like, mediators. That's funny. 
just better dress me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with no uniform. Yeah, uniform. <laughs> well, let's let's get let's get to the funner topics. So, yes. uh, you just recently got married. I did. Congratulations! Thank you. Yay. And. Uh, here in Whittier, right? No. <laughs> in my office. <laughs> no, in uh, Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is why we were asking, or I was asking earlier, if you change your last name or not, because not because of that, yet. that yeah, that big milestone, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah, milestone. Yeah, life so milestone. It life is? Yeah, yeah, it is milestone. So I was sharing with Christine before um, we started, you know, a recording about like my mind freakouts, like when I go into like existential me and then i'm like oh i'm married like what does this mean and then you know you get all you want to sit on the couch <laughs> i can move Carla on the couch. Yeah. um so yeah i've been doing that a lot and i was i don't really know what the purpose is i guess you're supposed to have some sort of reflection but i've been adulting really hard this 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 past year so, so what does that reflection look like what kind of thoughts go through your um, just like you know, what what does this change in my life mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was I was just kidding around with the with the uh, Christine earlier. It's just like, is this like my second puberty? Like, am I now a complete adult? You know, but um, one of the things the name change right was kind of something that bugged me because I was just like, that's part of my identity. I don't want to give that away. But then the way that I rationalized it in my, um, you know, existential thoughts <laughs> was like... Because we every, have them too. Yeah, we exactly. <laughs> so I was like, every big transition that I've made in my life, you've had some sort of title change or added to your name, right? So it's like... You Enhancement. Graduate. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when when you get your, you know, bachelor's or your master's and then you got licensed and all that stuff, right? So it's just like, this is a new chapter in your life that you've worked yourself up to right by getting to know and fall in love with this person and committing you know the rest of your life to them and that's kind of like my homage to that process of changing my last name of course that's not the the same decision for everybody the right decision for everybody but that was what the conclusion of my existential <laughs> thoughts. I love that, though. I love yeah. that because it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, let's change the title of your name. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> I, I think that's a beautiful explanation. I just don't yeah. know how I'm going to explain mine. Well. Because yeah. I got married and I kept my last name, so. Oh. oh. You kept your last name? <laughs> was, it, was there a conversation around that? Or? No. Well, there was. Did you uh, did you completely change or did you hyphenate or no? I completely changed. If you guys see my diploma on the wall, that's my full name. So it's like Carla de los Angeles de las Montañas. Yeah, it's got like it's, it's like is all it? the is that Mexican. The whole family's name? Like, yeah, it's like all the Mexican last names we're all, hyphenated. We're all into the one. names that were in the bu- like the cup when you were drying out your yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I kind of am sticking to first and last names. So yeah. Just to, for peace of mind and um, abbreviation purposes. <laughs> so. it, well, it takes you like 10 minutes to fill out an exactly, application, right? Exactly. <laughs> that lets you know I'm super Mexican, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just changing it to first and last. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. So, did your wife change? Yeah, right? She, changed. She, she did, but what she did is, again, we had that whole discussion like, should I change it? Should I not change it? And for me, I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like... Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I don't have a big ego, so I said, you know, it's whatever you feel comfortable with. Right. You know? And um, but in my head, in my mind, I was like, I was thinking, like, look, if we have kids, what what's it gonna be the last name? You know, mm-hmm. like you don't want to have one yeah. kid with one last name, one kid with another last name. Like, <laughs> See, it's funny little... that you bring that up because the only reason I changed my last name was because I didn't want a different last name than my kids because I knew my kids were gonna have my husband's last name, and I was like. No, no, we're all a, we're all one. We're yeah. a unit, so I want to have the same last name as yeah. him because he wasn't gonna go to mine, right? Well, no, <laughs> there was no way. But you never so. know. <laughs> yeah, I think you just need to ask. But that was a compromise I was willing there to make. Go. Yeah. So, so that's a conversation we had. But in my again, in my head, I'm like, what last name are we gonna have? And at the end of the day, she just said, you know, I'm gonna keep my my last name, her dad's last name, uh, as a middle name. And then okay. my last name as her last name, uh-huh. and so that was kind of cool. But then again, I, I get I get calls or whatever. She still hasn't changed her driver license, uh-huh. and so like or a couple documents. So like, oh yeah, Miss Delgado. I'm like, um, so what would happen to the conversation we had about you know? <laughs> For me, it's more about it's a perception. Like like I we take them to school, wherever we go, that's a social place, and uh-huh. and so when they call out the kids' names and. But then they call her last name and they call my last name and they look at us like, oh, whose turn is it? You know, like, like, if, we're not, like if we're not together anymore, like, I'm like, no, we're Sorry married. Sorry about the it's separation. Just, yeah. 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 We're working through things. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're good. We're, it was a cool parenting. But uh, anyway, so it, it's those kind of, I you know, right. for me, it's more of like that perception. Like, what are people going to think? You know, mm-hmm. like, but obviously behind the scenes, yeah. it's all, you know. Yeah. My, my wife hasn't changed her name. Really? And I, I don't, and I'm, you know, she, she'll say it like in her voicemail. Mm-hmm. It's Eva Macias Said, but she has my wife is in financial services mm-hmm. and has like a, a brand and all that stuff. So a lot of it is built on her first and last right. name. Mm-hmm. And so we had a conversation. If it, if she switches, does does that kind of lose steam with what she's doing? And so I was I was really indifferent. I said, if you want to change it, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Right. But the kids will have. You know my last name mm-hmm. um, as their last name. So, so you think, my friend? No, that, that's that's she's confirmed. <laughs> she's confirmed. Let me tell you. I just had a conversation with her, and I Johnson told, is the last name. They were saying that because her brand has or her name has a per- powerful brand. Uh-huh. I think your new name is Remo. Generates more business. I'm a team player. Yeah. By the way, I did come to a compromise that kind of eased my my transition into changing my name. I told my now husband, like, if he paid for a service that will do everything for me, I will gladly switch it because I don't have time. That's it. So he was like, here's the credit card. And I was like, dang. <laughs> what is that service called? Now I got to rationalize Actually, it. It's called, uh, I don't it's like Hitch and Switch. And they um, do That's everything clever. for you. And it comes with an app where you take your picture for your passport and you submit it. And uh-huh. they um, they take care of a lot of the stuff for you. It costs, I think it's under 100 Yeah. Yeah, and they have different packages, wow. right? Like, they have a basic, and they have, like, a gold and a platinum. I was just like, I just want everything changed. Yeah, give me so, everything. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's really I, convenient. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be hundreds and hundreds. I wish I would have known that. No, because I, 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 I know <laughs> that so much um, a lot of friends that have gotten married have used services because I don't have time to, you know, go through... Yeah like 20 different agencies to change you know my my cards or all that stuff so they do it all for you and they send you like pre-filled um 
like letters that you have to send to your credit card companies and all that stuff, and then you just mail it out. So there you go. Did you need to change it on your marriage certificate? Uh, good question. I don't uh, – right Do now, know? that is a good question. I, yeah, I, yeah, you change your – you pick your name at that moment. Yeah. So she would have put whatever name was going to be her last name at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, well, I, I don't know if we did or – I mean, I, I'm sure well, we did. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Listen, Rimo Macias. <laughs> yeah. um, it works. Let's go with it. We're throwing out resources here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hitch and switch. Well, here. So so you got you recently got married. Remo recently got married. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, are within the year of honeymooning. I mean, you guys are still Aww. in the mm-hmm. – in the uh, Honeymooning uh, stage. And, yeah. and things are still sparkling <clears throat> and, and – uh, everything's beautiful and yes so is it is it what you expected after because because you guys were together for several years uh five years i think that's a good time Uh you guys are probably the same right two years oh two years Mm oh well but again anything past a year i think is 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 as as you get a little bit older it's not like let's date for 10 years and let's see how things go but, yeah. But was it once you signed those those legal documents? Uh-huh. Did it change? I mean, is there anything you're like, hmm? It's uh, that's interesting. No, not really. Um, I mean, it, I, I think because Remo said like when you are older, um, you kind of, I think you have you're you're a better judge of character, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know what you're looking for and what you're not. Yeah. So, and I know that I've, I don't know. Uh, I am sold on the idea of being married to this person, so it wasn't like a huge like shock for me. Like once we did get married, um, it's just like, damn, I got the party's over. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I just chill I, out? Now? I was excited for yeah. the party to be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the wedding. Pl- did you guys wedding plan for a while, or did you five months? Yeah, we uh, wedding planned to the for wedding. like a year. I took like six months off of school just Oof, to yeah. like wedding plan. See, I, I think. Our exam, our, the way we did it, I really, really liked. And it, the reason why is when we were looking at places, looking at just different vendors, everyone was booked. Mm-hmm. And so when someone said yes to us, we said, good. That's fine. <laughs> Take it. So and the, it just got the ball rolling. Yeah, it's so much yeah. easier than when you have five different venues and, oh, this place has this, but this place doesn't have that. For us, we probably called about 10, 12 places. All of them said no. The, the 13th one, uh-huh. as soon as they said yes. We'll be there in an hour, and we'll come in with a deposit, you know? Oh, so that awesome. was so much easier for us. And we had north of 400 people in our wedding. So wow. we had, Whoa. yeah, it was, it was a lot of people. Wow. Um, I, think but, it, I think you invited all of Whittier, right? Yeah, Whittier was there. <laughs> Santa Fe Springs, <laughs> County. I mean, it was. Just a third of the population. Yeah. <laughs> my, my experience, though, is different where um, – a lot changed, and, and and the reason why I'm it's like really fresh is we were buying, we were looking to buy a, a property, and um, and so filing taxes, and so you know the emotional thing is all you know I, I'm I can I'm a good disconnect there where it's like you know we got married uh-huh. we're married now, but it's like the financial decision is like okay do we file taxes together right what does that look like and you know do we you know split the money do we you mm-hmm. know have your account my account. Do we have a one account together? Like, how does that that part to me was more of a compromise because we didn't have like that clear discussion or, or clear right. like this is how it's going to be. So I think for us that was and it wasn't bad. It was just like, well, 
you know, um, we decided to file taxes together. Mm-hmm. We, for the short term, have separate accounts, but they're going to get right. merged. And so um, that part was more of the discovery for me that that's the big change because right. now it's like, you know, it's the tax part is like, it's longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no exactly. but I think you bring up a good point. I mean, just fin- I think financials is, I think, the biggest, yeah. for me, it was the biggest um, uh I don't say shock. Yeah, like kind biggest chain. Like, right. what? You owe how much on a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you buy? <laughs> do you own part of Whittier? Like, you know, like which, which target do you own? <laughs> right? It's like, it's like you know, yeah. you don't know these things because they're, they're still kind of, even though you know a person really well, uh-huh. you don't know their financials until you look at their financials. Yeah, like, that's intimacy right there. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, Before we got married, I, I lucked out. We had we had purchased our home that we're in now, mm-hmm. and it was like three, four, five months before we got married. And actually, we were in escrow a while I, before I proposed. Uh-huh. And so then I obviously got to know. I'm like, well, let me see your credit report. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sealed the deal. Okay, now I can propose. Actually, I was going to say, no, I'm that, just kidding, baby. If you're watching, <laughs> I love you. Is it too much to ask for a credit credit report before you? <laughs> um, you like, excuse me, well, can you fill out this form? Definitely not the first day. But Have you been late in the last uh, 12 months on any account? <laughs> but I think as you get older, those conversations get oh, easier yeah. because that well, other important. person's thinking about it too. You know, like, hey, are they screwed up? And if you're attracting a like-minded person, you know? If you're attracting a like-minded person, they would hopefully have yes. those same kind of characteristics, yeah. and right. which are important if you're – you know, looking at big picture stuff. So, mm-hmm. but if not, you can call us, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we'll hash it out. No, but that's a that's a big issue that I find with couples. Obviously, you know, one of them, uh, like you, the cliche, it's you know either sex related intimacy issues or finances, right? And I think that oftentimes you might have people that are in love but are on different like financial plateaus in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think that importance of transparency, especially as you get older. And things like credit and all that stuff. Uh, my husband and I, we did the Financial Peace University, which I don't know if you guys heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's a financial education program. It's most often offered in uh, – it is Christian-based. So I do let my clients know, like, this is a Christian-based program or has Christian elements in it. They offered it here at uh, WAC, uh, Whittier Area Community mm-hmm. Church. Um, but that really created that transparency for us because it talked about like what is your attitude towards money, um, like what are your budgets. So just kind of getting uh, both members of the couple on the same track financially. And if you're not, like how do you catch up with the other one, right, or yeah. what needs to happen? Because oftentimes you said, you know, like – back taxes and all and this stuff. And I think trust and finances yeah. is such a big thing because ultimately you can't have two chiefs. You know, you need one chief and you need one Indian. Someone needs to be controlling it while the other one is just kind of like, okay, cool. And then one has to be able to like put the brakes on and be like, no, 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 we're not in a position <laughs> to get there right now. Let's mm-hmm. save up for six months and then we'll get there. But I think when you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians, you're just kind of running around like chickens with your head cut off. Like uh-huh. you have no idea. And as as people get married at a little bit older of a, you know, you're kind of set in your ways. Yes. You, right. you have your... Your, you know, like your maybe tax liens or <laughs> your back taxes and mm-hmm. some overmax credit cards, and and you're private with that, and now you have to kind of 
you know, share it with someone, you're like, oh, yeah. look at it, all my yeah. student loans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> student loans are okay. It's but I'm, I'm almost a doctor, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's not my student loans at that point. It's our own. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. hubby. You look have student loans. Look at all loan. your yeah. educational bills. <laughs> um, the uh, In terms of like the uh, – you said the uh, financials. I mean, yeah, it, it's a big thing. Um but what else would you say? And then you said sex, mm-hmm. obviously intimacy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are like without obviously getting into details? Like what are what are the like most topics or specifics that you get into um, in, in those situations? Like we talked about financials, mm-hmm. uh, you know, school loans and stuff like that. What else is there? Like I, I'm saying, I'm not, I don't throw myself out there, but uh, go ahead, just like <laughs> like nowadays we talk, like we see a lot of I know. <laughs> We, you know, again, with modern times, you know, uh, you know, both men and women work now. Nobody stays at home. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that empowerment, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know, women now are, are, are leading and stuff like that. Um, whereas before, kind of like what you're saying is that you had like uh, um, somebody kind of took took that leadership role and then the other kind of followed. Um, but now it seems like there's more leaders and, and, uh, it's kind of hard to, to, or I should say there's more like a, that power struggle of, you know, how do we, how do we navigate to that, to that goal or, or, mm-hmm. or end place we want to get to? Is that something you run into? And if so, like, I mean, is it, is it something you see because of how we're moving in modern age or? Mm-hmm. Or I'm just lost. You, I think lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you mean uh, like competing, um, like kind of having two heads of households, or like yeah. competing like um, gender roles? I, I I think both. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I think the financial side and then the sexual side, uh-huh. or sex side, I guess, uh-huh. is. I mean, they're almost the same because, like, like I said, even on like the. The sex side, it's more like you know, women are empowered. You know, we're the next generation of leaders. We're the so, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then, how does that fall into now that you're into a relationship? You know, where now, you know, again, I come from from again old school. You know, family right. where you know the dad was the dad, and he had he, he made the decisions, and we all kind of you know mm-hmm. move with what was said. Um, and and there's that security of the man having to provide. And, you know, again, be able to lead and move the family in the right direction. Right. Whereas now I, I feel it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, I see this, you know, with colleagues and stuff like that, that just there's there's never that clear divide anymore. Right. And I don't know. Again, I guess my question is, is that good? Is that bad? Are we, I mean, I think thoughts? it's all about the safety within a relationship, right? Like feeling right. safe that you can say something to your partner and not being judged or like chastised for it. Because so I think when it comes to intimacy of couples, a lot of times the struggle is not feeling safe communicating to your partner like, I'm really pissed off at you because you spent $300 on something that we didn't need at the time. you yeah. know. And then having your partner be able to respond and say, okay, I don't agree with you, but I can kind of understand where you're coming from. You know, I think that has a lot to do with it. And financially and sexually, it's kind of the same thing, you know. If you perceive it as a power thing within your couple, then it will become a power struggle within your couple. Right. If you perceive it as, like, something you can work on and strengthen, 
And that's different. It's about the perception, I think, that the couple brings into the, the actual concept or mm-hmm. whatever you're trying to accomplish. Because if you come into therapy and you're like, we're having really bad sex. Okay, so where does that come from for you? You know, did you have your own issues that are coming up for you now? Are you triggered? You know, is your partner triggered? Is there something that they said that kind of, you know, didn't sit right with you? So let's talk about that. Let's be honest about it. And teaching the couple that it's okay to listen without judgment. And even if they do have that judgment, knowing how to communicate it so that the next time your partner has something to say, they don't feel like, oh, crap, I can't say it because this person's not going to love me the same kind of thing. So I think it's about trust and intimacy in that sense that makes sense what do you think Carla about well I'm yes definitely agree with you but I don't know set the the realm or like the um, when it comes to sex there's so much um that's at stake and there there could be like that power dynamic issue going on but on the opposite of the spectrum, because I, you know, have worked with couples for a while that with with sexual issues, it could be the opposite where it actually, like, the financially dominant or, like, the dominant person in the couple wants to feel submissive when it comes to sex, right? Or vice versa. So oftentimes, if there is, um, if there, I think if there is poor insight, then the gender roles and the power dynamics can translate into the bedroom without the uh, acknowledgement of the couple. They, it like just results. Yeah. Just so it's just like now we don't desire each other or now mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, he like we, we can't finish or, you know, all that stuff. But I think when couples are open about their sex lives and their gender or their power dynamics within the couple, then they can kind of play around a little bit more about like, or they have that knowledge of what goes into the bedroom that belongs to us that we're actually consciously bringing in. And, you know, that that makes the difference. Because I've actually seen a lot of couples that, you know, where one is the, you could say, quote unquote, the dominant one, but they don't like being the dominant one when it comes to sex. So... It's when it comes to sex, it's just like a whole nother bag of tricks. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the third podcast we're going to have. I know. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Let but, me tell you, I've heard some stuff. Right. But, but I think you said it, and, and maybe that's what I'm trying to get clarification is you said gender roles. Does that still exist? I mean, yeah. nowadays? I mean, I, I think you so. know, yeah. subconsciously and consciously. Yeah, and I think kind of taking it back to the parenting, now gender roles are kind of like you pick and choose what you want to incorporate that's traditional, quote-unquote, and um, kind of untraditional or, like, modern, right? So, like, I I like cleaning my house. Like, that's, like, how I unwind. Sure, I'm just yeah. like, oh, let's make everything smell good. <laughs> make the sadness go away. <laughs> yeah. So, Carla. Yeah, exactly. You know that. <laughs> I know that. Like, I know when I have to clean, I'm restless about something. And that's like me, like, trying to like, okay, I can't do something about that thing or resolve it right now. But I can have my kitchen be spotless. So that's how I kind of like. That's how I feel about cooking. I'm like anxious. I'm like, okay, let me make something. And then I feel better. And that helps. What's for lunch? (laughs) 
Now I know who to invite over my house. (laughs) We have really strong gender roles at our house, even though my wife is very, you know, opinionated and has a strong personality and and is just a, a, you know, I would say more of a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that she's cooking dinner. She cleans the house. Mm -hmm. I take out the trash. You know, if there's someone knocking, I'm answering right. it, you know, the door. And, and so that's just how it is. And I don't think we've ever had that conversation, but we both adapted to, I don't want to call it the traditional standard, but yeah. that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And we both, you know, like our own roles. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to cook. I can't even boil water, you know. Oh, and right. I would eat cereal every single day or eat out every day. If, you know, if so my wife just, didn't make it work. do laundry, I think I would buy clothes every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I totally would. We walk in Target every day. Uh, and that's why I know their bill is so high. Right. Because there's no washing. There's just rebuying. Uh, well, it's unfortunate, but we got to end this. And uh, we'll have to continue this for, for right. sure. Any, any um, I guess, for you ladies, do you do any certain, like, group activity? I know you mentioned group therapy. Is that something that is open to the public where someone can reach out and... Yeah, so um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the the podcast, so we are right now in a period of transition, right? So, um, you know, uh, Adali has been part of the practice for um, three three months now, three or four months now, uh, mm-hmm. but we are kind of under construction right now, making the transition into a group practice, right? And one of our goals is to bring workshops, right? Have Adali do workshops on either you know, maternity, mental health, um, you know, couples, I can do adolescents. Um, so that's something that we plan on doing in the future. Uh, right now, um, the website is still under my private practice, but we're going to be transitioning. So uh, if you guys want to keep posted to What's Up Whittier or um, my website, um, you know, f- for upcoming changes. But yeah, so we plan on doing a lot in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if anybody's still trying to reach out, um, what, how can they reach you and why would they reach you? Like, is there mm-hmm. any specific um, well because we're great no no <laughs> i said it wrong i said it wrong like, like you have a specific practice and that, you wanna, that you would want to um so that's what i brought um why i brought uh Adelie in right because i specialize in children and adolescents and adults and Adelie likes working with couples and uh maternity, maternity. mental health right okay. so i wanted to create a space for for the clients that um, that wanted to come in to work with me, but have someone that had that extra expertise in it, mm-hmm. so the that's whole why. Family. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. So it's pretty much like a full full service um, counseling center. Yeah. yeah, and pretty soon we're going to be starting workshops and you know adding more as we continue to grow. Where does Jesse sign up? He wanted to. Aww. That's confidential, man. <laughs> Jesse, you, you, you just, can stop by anytime. You just uh, <laughs> threw me under the bus there, man. <laughs> now all Whittier knows that I'm going to come here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I do show up, I'm going to be like, I'm, uh, I'm asking because of a friend that I know. Yeah. Oh, you're you're going to come okay. in with glasses and a little mustache. <laughs> yeah. Incognito. I know we had talked about last podcast about like doing the Whittier Love Line. Yes, yeah, so we got to do that. We definitely need to either do that or asking for a friend. 
I like that. Yeah. I like that. And then we can like, you know, if people send in emails, we can respond to them. I think that would be a great idea. Oh man, we yeah. just gave away the idea to somebody else. <laughs> Christina's <laughs> type. Yeah. Your guys' questions can go first. Yes, yes, <laughs> so Christine owns it. Yeah. And there's a delay on when this is being, yeah. you know, posted. So the website would already be claimed. So, so where to? Um, I know you told us where to reach you last time, but if you want to tell us again. Okay, so right now um, the current website is still under my private practice, which is carlamft.com. That's K-A-R-L-A-M as in Mary, F as in Frank, T as in Tom, dot com. And they could also call the office here. The number is 626-600-2068. You guys see how I figure, I memorized that? Like, so that's my calling script <laughs> when people call in. Uh, but, yeah, once again, 626-600-2068 and leave us a message. Um, right now we are currently accepting more clients. Uh, the only insurance that we accept is Blue Shield, and we also accept out-of-pocket clients. And for those students out there, we do offer a reduced rate if you're a college student, and we also offer sliding scale for those that uh, need additional economic assistance with counseling services. So Very there cool. you go, guys. And if you say you know Remo, uh, Remo, pick up the tab. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> send it to send it to my house. <laughs> That's actually one of the things that I've been wanting to do is like set up like a scholarship for people that you know can't afford therapy, like that to have some scholarship funds, right, to, to support some of those people in our community who Great have thing. the need but don't have the resources to yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Well, you can count on us. So. The what's count up, count on you. <laughs> <laughs> I said us. We're a team now, man. Yeah. The, our Whittier questions are some of your favorite go-to spots when it comes to uh, breakfast, lunch, or an adult beverage that you would like to uh, share with us. Well, hmm. we've like asked Carla said, this before, and, like, and let's see if it's changed. <laughs> I like how you said adult beverage instead yeah, of, like, you, where you do you know, go this, get this hammered? Is, <laughs> this is a PG. Or uh, get a sippy cup, a sippy yeah. drink. Or, um, so recent ones that I haven't talked about. Oh, the burger place across the street from LA Fitness. Oh, oh that is good. What do you get there? Usually just, like, a plain hamburger and a beer. That, okay. that is, adult like... Beverage. Yes, <laughs> adult beverage. Um, yeah, that's been a new one for me. I can't really think of oh the what used to be um, Portsmouth. It's like crooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, the happy hour oysters and good what drinks. What are the happy hour oysters? There, there are like oysters that are like. Uh, but is it like three to seven or four to? Ah, uh, you know, I'm not three. sure. Christine, sorry. Uh, Thursdays, I believe it's. Four to seven or five to seven, they have dollar oysters. Yeah. Wow. Real nice. oysters? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're real oysters. You can see um, Chef Kevin, like, shucking them in front of you. It's kind of cool. I went with um, this Ivy Love, and mm-hmm. it, they did it right in front of us, so it was pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Wow. So that that's m- two of my adult places that I like. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I'm fairly new to Whittier. I just moved here two years ago. And I've just been building up my family. So I'll tell you all the kids' spots. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, we really enjoy going to Parnell Park. They have really great activities for kids there. That's one of the places. And, you know, when we just want to get out of the house and take a walk, we just walk through the Whitwood Town Center and just kind of, like, go to the Jamba Juice there. Um, we like to stop by the little blingy jewelry store. And they have a little kids' play area. So we'll, like, look around. 
it's just a relaxing. I, I really like Whittier. I've only lived here for two years, but I'm really enjoying it. I've had one date night, and it was down like a – see, I don't even know the name of the spot. <laughs> um, it was a taco Target? truck. Was it the- Target? No, it's a downtown Whittier. Uptown, uptown, uptown Whittier. Well, I just walked down like – well, no, we went there, and they were understaffed. So there was oh, like an hour okay. and a half, and I was like, I'm hungry. Like, no, we're not waiting. <laughs> so we just walk, uh, walked through Uptown Whittier, had like a beer at every little – uh, beer spot because there's a lot of like beer spots so we yeah. just I mean we were wasted at the end of the night but like it was our first date night in a long time let me tell you Take so, advantage. yeah so we just like had a beer at every spot and everybody was so nice and so pleasant and yeah it's cool I really like it here so far nice. so yeah. that segues into the next question which is what do you think Whittier is missing I was actually talking to Carla about this the other day mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a lot of resources for families who are low income and the services for families that are not low income, not high income, are so like expensive. a normal folk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, for example, the school that my daughter's assigned to doesn't have pre K, and most of the schools in Whittier don't have pre K. They just go straight to kindergarten. Yeah. So you either put your kid in private, or you go under the low non profit kind of stuff. Like the so we don't qualify to get support free help but if we want to put our kid in private it's very pricey it's like up to a thousand dollars a month and it's like so i think something that whittier would really um benefit from is like having something for those families who are right in the middle who they can't necessarily afford a thousand dollar bill but don't qualify under you know low economic status i think that's something that but see, I'm all about family right now because that's that's my life. No, so you're absolutely that's something right. that mm-hmm. I think Whittier would really benefit from something like that. Carla, how about for you? Anything um, that you think Whittier is missing? I know that Whittier has a lot of gems, but I am very jealous of like cities that have um, like Orange Theories, or I think now there's like a, a nine round or round nine like boxing, which is like you get strapped up to like the like heart monitors and it shows all your stuff on screen and i think for people that like immediate satisfaction you're like mm-hmm. look at how much calories i'm burning you know um i see the smart watch right? yeah exactly <laughs> so um because we have like the two big gyms right um and that's cool but i'm one of those people that gets kind of bored really fast and would like to find like a fitness like place that plug it, Christine. Come well, on, Christine. I just want to share. Okay, a couple things. Um, so Mike Cerro Fitness actually, um, you have to get the heart monitor thing separately, but you can wear that to the gym. And on the monitors there, they have they'll show you like if you're in your targeted heart rate. Oh, really? So that stuff is pretty cool. Um, shout out to Mike. And then another thing is, I actually kind of said the same thing when I first met Jesse and Remo. Jesse always just asked that question, and at the time, I was really into um, bar Pilates, working out like that. You know. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but have you been to One Body? Yes. One, uh-huh. Yeah. So they have like reformer Pilates uh-huh. and like, different stuff like that. I don't know if that maybe I don't know. I just was throwing it out there as a suggestion. Yeah, I actually tried uh, One Bar. They're pretty cool. Um, but I like a little bit more of the cardio stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely going to check out. Who was it? Michael? Uh, Michael Serral Fitness. It's by Morris. Oh, it's right here. Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, and then you should listen to the podcast. We just put it out. Oh today. The, yes. Um, yes. Or I yesterday. saw that. Okay. Yeah. So Jerry's really cool, and yeah, just listen to the episode because it really got me passionate. I mean, like revved up to go work out, and because it's, and they do a lot of boxing stuff. 
Oh, and it, it's tailored okay. to whatever you want, though. It's not just like a, the same plan. It's not like if you and Eva were to uh-huh. Eva Rima's wife were to work out the same time, you guys probably wouldn't be on the same plan unless you had the same goals. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for the yeah. scoops, my goops. Yeah. So, so download the episode so we can get one more download <laughs> and listen to you it. guys. Christine is like the four one one of Whittier. I yeah. text her all the time. I'm like, Christine, where is this? Actually, actually when you dial four one one, it goes directly to her phone. Yeah. <laughs> Operator, how I can I help you're you? You're in Whittier. I don't go to her. Yeah. By the way, before we end, because we started talking about parenting, I want to give a shout out to Christine's parents for creating such an awesome human. Because, yes. uh, you know, disclosure, Christine went to my bachelorette party, <laughs> and all my friends were like, who's that girl? And it was like, it's Christine. Because she's awesome. Everybody loved her. And it was like, oh, you know, when are we going to hang out with Christine? Or when are we going to do something? And they always ask for Christine. So. There you go. You guys That's have awesome. a wonderful producer, and I'm so That's awesome, right. or so um, fortunate to call her friend, too, now. <laughs> yeah. the she's gonna keep box? it for herself Where's the tissue box thank then? you thank you Carla it, yeah. it was really great your friends are all really fun and all, that was a great weekend in Palm Springs there's all the pictures so we let's, yeah. just, yeah. let's just say uh, we're not gonna ask you what you guys did cause yeah. uh, this is a PG we yes. confirmed that right <laughs> so. oh man thank you guys awesome well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. We do appreciate it. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for having us. And ladies. Bye, Woodier. See you later, Woodier. So do people really sleep on the couch or lay on the couch? No. That no, a- that no. hasn't happened to me. <laughs> no. I see it in the movie. But it is comfortable, and you notice that, like, as the clients get more comfortable with you, like, they start actually getting the pillows and, right. and stuff. But or yeah, no one's laid down. Yeah. yeah. Is there a yeah. tissue box in there? Oh, there there's is. like four. <laughs> yeah. And there's like four out here, too. Yeah. For all the tears and mocos. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we sanitize our hands? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. No. <laughs> no you're okay.